Aha! Hey, 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 can you hear me? Hey, I can you, and we are going, getting ready to go live. Okay, mm -hmm. everybody, this is one second as we set up our webcast, which you can follow on at uh, youtube.com, Altworld Studios. And in three, two, one, we are now live. Oh, hey, 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 everybody, and welcome. Oh, oh boy, are we popping in and out? I keep, I keep seeing you on the webcast go, go, go back and forth. Is everything okay? Yeah, it's saying something happened to the connection. Ah, uh, so that's why it keeps popping back to me? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Wow, this is really weird. Every time I, I see you pop up for a second and you go back in again. We probably shouldn't say hello, hello to everybody on the stereo, though, so. <laughs> hello. Hello, everybody. I'm sorry, as usual, technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. If you're following the web, if you're following the webcast over on youtubecom studios, you will see that basically Gene is popping in, in and out of the bottom screen. It's actually kind of—I feel like I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit of a yo-yo ride at this moment in time. I'm sorry. I do it's apologize. Okay. It's okay. I, we, I'm we're really going to have to deal. start. I'm going to start. Up okay. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a rush, kind of like last hour, kind of threw on top of us. But well, glad you glad you can join us today. All right, let's try this again. Hooray! Looks like you're stable. Well, ish. <laughs> All right, let's try to go live. Okay, are we live again? Uh, yeah, I can see I can see the live button going live. So we are now live and on YouTube.com/slash Old Studios on. Um, a, a Twitch account and on stereo and YouTube, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Look at that. We're going multimedia we here, folks. We are everywhere. Let's see if we can get double digit figures for our listeners this time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyhow, we should probably start the show. So do you want to start off, Gene? Welcome to the Nick and Gene Show, where we talk about everything in the nerdverse. Spoiler warning, in case we happen to spoil anything. So you've been warned. And frankly, if you're watching the show, we're going to spoil it and we don't care. So. <laughs> um, in the what did you consume category this week... Um, I'm sure not the only ones, but uh, who saw Mortal Kombat on HBO Max this weekend. Mortal Kombat. Come here, fireball! That's about as good as it gets. Fatality. Yeah, fatality. Which you can pretty much sums up the movie, actually, as well. <laughs> Do you want to start on this, or should I? Um, you go ahead and start. I'll let you. I'll let you start first. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to be mean about it because, frankly, we basically saw some interesting fights. Though they were kind of low grade in the fight choreographers they had on board for this uh, movie. So I'm going to sum Mortal Kombat up in a couple of lines. I'm sure a lot of people have seen are thinking the same. The same thing. Um, it was like I was watching cut scenes from the game, 
but the the budget was getting ever decreasingly lower, and they had the same lighting rig no matter what. So it doesn't matter where they fought; it could be the middle of the night, the deep def- def- depths of the of the murder realm, or ice wo- uh, ice world, whatever <laughs> that kind of thing. The lighting was exactly the same, and this was actually a, one for a better word, a, a pretty terrible movie. <laughs> So, and unfortunately, it wasn't terrible in the way that bad movies get really bad. They pass through that bad filter and get really good. It was just terrible. Oh no, I've been left alone to talk. She runs us off. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm very glad I didn't get to see this in the movie theater. Um, we were we're buzzing. We, we, we had a little buzz going on when we were watching this movie. So it wasn't like we were basically, you know, like total serious uh, movie critics going into this. We weren't expecting like you know Shakespeare or anything fantastic about it. But this was, honest to gods, a pretty bad movie. Really, it really was. I think they used all their money up in the opening sequence with the, with, the, with the period fight, and that's it. In fact, in fact, the the first. There's a reason why you should never watch a movie that basically releases its first seven to fifteen minutes on, on, on social media. It means it's going to be bad. But I did enjoy the first seven minutes. It was basically the fight between Sub Zero and, and and Scorpion. That was cool. That was that, that, that whole that you know your whole you beautiful. Know, that was really well done. And then basically, it's like they gave up straight after the titles. We 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 gave up. You know. But I would say one thing, uh, Kano, oh, Jane, Jan Lawson or something like that, who played Kano, I thought he was the best character in the entire story because he, you could tell he was not taking it seriously at all. Everybody else was super serious, and this guy is basically, he's from Australia, and he's literally going, you know what, I'm here for the paycheck, I'm just going to piss around. So um, <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 he definitely uh, was a highlight. He was the highlight of the, uh, probably the entire thing, which probably means if they God help us, if they do a Mortal Kombat two, the I don't know, which it's possible they might be. Well, they, well, you know, they certainly didn't have, didn't go high high budget on the on the on the production values for this one. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> That's all I got to say about it. Now you're the kinder one, Jean. So what? What? what, 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 what I you think it was horrible. I mean, it wasn't so fantastic. No, but it wasn't horrible. I mean, I enjoyed the nostalgia. I enjoyed, um, you know, a lot of the fight scenes. The scenery, you know, was like right out of the game. It's probably one of the graphics from the movie was cheap. The nostalgia of it and, and the love of the game really made it enjoyable for me, at least. Okay. And uh, seeing uh, I, the characters from the game on screen. Hmm. I get you, but they, they, they've done Mortal Kombat before, and they basically really cheesed it up. That was the Christopher Lambert version. And uh, I thought that, if anything, you know, if you're going to do a, a movie based on a the game, then basically embrace the full cheesiness of it, of it all. And um, we got a message from Spicy Italian saying she can't hit, can't hear you, Jean. So I can hear you fine. That's for the stereo app. Hmm. Let me see. Oh. Well, you should your mic off. Audio input. Give us one second, Spicy Italian. We're just basically sorting out these technical difficulties that you've pointed out to us. We appreciate the. Uh, Let's see the if she in. can hear me now. Can you hear me now? This is turning into a bad sprint commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? 
Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, no, you're frozen now. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, you're back again. Oh, my, oh, my. We are just suffering. We are suffering bad connections here tonight, here at the uh, our podcast HQ here in the deep depths of Essex, Maryland. So, um, I'm telling you, I don't know what's going on today. Jeez. Yeah. All the gremlins are out. So, basically... Well, she's saying she can barely hear you. She basically is an upgrade from not being, being, being able to hear you. Uh, spicy Italian, can you hear me okay? I wonder if it's I'm on sure the, the stereo app or if she means on the video. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can hear you, hear you good, and cl- good and clear on the uh, stereo app here. So, you know. Maybe you've got to bring your, bring, bring your phone a bit closer. Mm. And we're waiting the reply for one spicy Italian. <laughs> but as we wait for, wait for the reply from our, the, 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 our spicy Italian viewer, uh, our listener, um, in the end of the day, yeah, okay, I can be heard fine. So uh, it's, it's, it's you. It's all you. <laughs> Is it on the stereo app she's having problems? Hey, I spicy, wonder- are you... Are you on the uh, stereo app, or are you on the uh, are looking looking at our our, our, our web screen web screen stream 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 stream? I need to bring. I can't a talk to that. Yeah, maybe that might help. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you an arm like mine to make it a bit easier. So yeah, because I try to I try to keep it close, but I try to keep it out of the you know well, the I've got view of the really screen. Matter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Twitch. She's Twitch. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, which probably means the webcast is probably a bit quieter in that area too. So let's go into YouTube as well. So um, is your microphone switched on, on? Okay, YouTube's the same way. Oh, she's she's everywhere. Ooh, <laughs> I'm assuming isn't she? Everywhere. Everywhere. We're being very silly tonight. It's basically we try to work through these, te- these technical issues, but we have just covered Mortal Kombat, and uh, Gene enjoyed the f- joined the nostalgia of it, and I basically thought it was a totally terrible movie. But I will be very truthful and basically lay the cards on the table and say I've always been more of a Street Fighter fan than Mortal Kombat. Sorry, I had to say it. The people had to. Did know. you go there? I went there. I totally went there. I have always been a Street Fighter fan. However, the Street Fighter movie was terrible too. So maybe it's just basically a fighting game thing. Embrace the cheesiness, people. If you're going to do a game, a, a movie based on a game, embrace the cheesiness. That's all you can do. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's our, that's our, our Mortal Kombat view, <laughs> view, which took less than six minutes. Um, so how are you doing that there? Are you, are, are you good and clear, clear on all the, app, all the apps now, Gene? Or do we, I, do, have do we no, be... I have no idea. Okay, okay. We'll leave it to our, our one spicy Italian and see if they can figure it out for us. Um, okay, so should I talk about what I've been doing this week? Well, basically, you know, we try to figure out your sound issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Well, you know, it's Monday, and so let's jump right into it, because you know <laughs> what everybody wants to talk about. Well, I know, but I, I just this whole thing about basically what I've been doing this week. Can I talk about what we're doing this week? Can I? Can't I? Sure. Share okay, with us. I, I, we all want to know. Everybody wants to know what I've been doing this week. Come on. Let's face it. Of course. Okay. Don't all sound too excited at once. That's fine. 
Oh, well, anyhow, look, I should be very, I'll be very quick about this because basically, you know, I've been bumping around TV shows and that sort of thing because I've actually been watching more TV the past two weeks than I've probably watched in a month, which is like unusual for me. Um, I did watch that Chef movie. Uh, it's up on, uh, on Netflix. That's the, that indie movie with John Favreau about a cook, a chef, who loses his mojo, gets a food truck and finds his mojo again in cooking food. That was pure, pure food porn, I tell you. Um, it was actually fun. It was actually a lot of fun to watch, though. Uh, there's a whole segment about 30 minutes into the movie where he's cooking for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that, that's sort of like that's OnlyFans shit going on there, I tell you. Uh, but no, no, it was a fun, it was a fun, fun movie. Life, love, finding your passion again, and that kind of stuff. So you know, you get chance, you guys don't get chance to watch it. Go, go watch that uh, chef movie. That is, that, is right a, that is a good movie. It is a very good movie, much better than I thought it was going to be. But you know what, John Favreau never seems to do a bad movie. So you know, no, he knows like, what I, he's I, doing. I, I, he knows what he's doing, you know. Hopefully now they can hear me because I see my volume things going up and moving now. So okay. I'm having... Well, let's, hope, let's, let's hope our, uh, our te- technician at large, one spicy Italian, <laughs> will let us know how things are going on. Um, I, I can't say one thing, though. I, I, I've been watching less Gundam Ring this, wing this, this week because I'm kind of mm-hmm. losing the nostalgia for it. So I might let that rest for a while. I'll move on to another Gundam title. Yep. One spicy tiny says you can be heard. Fantastic! Yay! Technical problems. I mean, I don't have to hear my own voice voice much longer. Um, so, not that I don't mind hearing myself talk. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, I might give Gundam Gundam Ring a rest for a while and basically move on to one of the other titles. I'm kind of looking at Iron Blooded Orphans, and that, that, and I've heard, heard some good things about that that show. So, I'm probably going to move on to that Gundam show to see what it's like. And I tell you the surprise this week, and this is actually a surprise, and I, I'm pretty certain you saw bits of it as well, was the uh, the HBO documentary, the, uh, the Lady in the Dale. Oh, yeah, 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 I did. I, yeah. I listened to it in the background and watched some of it too when I was downstairs before I went upstairs, yeah. but I was still listening to it when I went upstairs. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, and let's face it, most of us, most of us don't know because, you know, we, we, we're, we're getting close, close to the big 5-0 and this is basically something that happened in the 70s, there was a car called the Dale, that's basically was a three-wheeler car, produced by this company called the 20th Century Motor Car Corporation, led by this woman entrepreneur called Elizabeth Carmichael. And what makes this documentary really, really interesting, it's not really the story behind the car, even though that's an interesting story in itself, was basically, you know, we find out who Elizabeth is. And as the show, as we tell you the start of the show, you know, there's spoilers ahead, you know, I'm going to spoil this a little bit for you because this was a surprise to me. Though you kind of guess it from watching the um, the uh, trailers and stuff for this, Elizabeth was once was once a he and now a she. Uh, so basically, they delve into basically delve into why Elizabeth became a she and uh, other bits pieces behind that. And it makes it for a really fascinating four part documentary. However, I will say they could have probably done it in three, but it's really cool. Subject matter was really interesting, much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Fascinating story about the Dow, fascinating story about uh, Elizabeth Carmichael, who led, led the project. And some, the, the animations, they kind of did, this, did this like weird cutout animation stuff. And it really, really helped, helped you hold, hold the subject matter even more. So, so it was a really, 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 really good, really, really good show. Um, so I, I think that's I, 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 that was a pretty cool doc. So if you're on HBO Max, try to find it. It's four parts. 
you'll probably get get, get to the, f- the end of the fourth, third part and go where they because they told the story now because the fourth part's a, li- a lot of filler, a lot more filler in it than it should be. But it's a really good documentary, so I recommend go watching it. It took me completely by surprise. I, I, I put it down as like kind of background kind of thing, and I completely binged a lot of it. And uh, apart from basically, you know, building Lego and that kind of thing, um, I do actually have a little bit of a announcement. Ooh. Ooh. I have been working on a new project. I've been working on a brand new project. Um, do you remember a story about a few years ago called Don't Know Jack? Legends of an Englishman? Oh, the one that, you know, um, I've been begging you for now 16 years to finish writing. Oh, it's not been 16 years. It's been only, it's only been a decade. Yes, thank you. Thank you on Splash Italian. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for basically going through Twitch and uh, YouTube for us. We really do appreciate that. Well, I found a way to get it published. Oh, she says. Okay. Uh, Amazon's running something called Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Valor, which basically means you can publish in episodic parts. And basically, you can put you can, it's like, like the podcast. You can put them up on its link thing. People can link to it and read and that sort of thing. They can give you, you know, money if they enjoy it that sort of thing. So I thought mm-hmm. I thought I'd give the, uh, the the don't know Jack a bit of a uh, a bit a bit a bit of a brushing off, uh, and then basically send it out there just to see what it's like. Because the, one of the things about the story is I wasn't quite sure if it was going to hit because it's very different to what I normally write. So uh, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd kick it out there. You should also. Put your uh, your other story on there, the one about the girl and the woods and the soldiers. Oh, you mean behind you? Yes, I probably could. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell you, I could do it, do it as an anthology, I guess. But I just wanted to let you know that basically, don't know Jackie is going to be up on Amazon Vell. Uh, once I have the link, I will basically, you know, let you guys know where where you can find it. I hope you guys have a read of it. It's a it's an interesting story. It's a bit of a comedy. Uh, not a bio, not a bio book at all. Not loosely a bio, bio, based. Loosely kind of based. It's kind funny of based, maybe, and heartwarming, and it's really good. And I don't Hot say that because you're my husband. It is really enjoyable. <laughs> you always have my heart. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's going out. So once I, 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 I it's going through, it's going through the review process at the moment. So I'm hoping to have a link. Link. Maybe by the time we do the next show, I'll put the link into into the uh, YouTube credits so people can find it find it that way. Um, yeah. So it's been a very busy day, especially after four days of G. And uh, oh yeah, one last thing. Uh, Witcher Two is in production now. So. Ah, yes, I saw that too. Very excited yeah. about that. I am very excited about that too. So that should be interesting. Hopefully they won't tell the story in such a convoluted way this time. But <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Okay. Now, well, that's I, pretty I, much well, now I don't know. I don't know. I mean, don't know? I enjoyed it. I, I yeah, mean, it was I, an interesting way to, t- to tell the story. And it made yeah, sense why they did it that way. It made sense once you got to the episode that basically linked everything together. Until that point, everybody's kind of going, well, what the fuck is going on? So It was a little bit confusing. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Yeah, yeah it was. once you got past that and understood what was going on, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, and, so and I'm excited back, for so. season two. Season two should be fun. Uh, I got no idea what to expect. I mean, like I said, I've not read these books. 
So, uh, and I like I like basically not knowing what's going on half the time. It brings down the mystery and stuff, and you can predict and propagate and all do kinds of crazy stuff. And that's really been a bit about my week. And oh, there's more. Um, thanks to a deal with Sony and Marvel, now Spider Man's going to be coming to Disney Plus. It's about time. Though I I wonder how much money Disney threw threw at Sony for that. I mean, I pretty much think they can actually buy the damn studio, couldn't they? I mean, they're buying everything else. So, but yeah, I'm, I don't I'm know why to, they I don't mean, just buy it, but you know, well, it's probably a competition clause in there. But what's really, really, really cool is basically we get all the Marvel products in one place now. So this is good. This is good. Actually, this is going to be good for Sony, and it's going to be good for good for Disney Plus as well. Better for Disney Plus. Oh, I, I, I agree. Than, than, than I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I bet they got some kind of deal where basically Disney has to play, pay them for each play of the movie or something like that or something. So I'll have those streaming deals work. But it's good to have everything. It's going to be everything in one place. I believe they've got like a contract with Netflix they've got to play through first. And once they're through that contract, it's going to go into Disney Plus. So. Okay. Well, that's my week. So what have you been doing? That's pretty much my week? week too. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. It's pretty much hand in hand. I just thought, I think I just threw you a loop with the. Uh, the surprise hopefully the, uh, by next week's podcast. Project. Hopefully by next week's podcast, we'll have watched the net some of the nevers and can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, everybody, we we try to pick up the nevers though. It's a, it's actually a Josh reading show, so we, there's going to be slight bits of about it, I think. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's, it should be. I've heard some interesting things about it. Not all pos- not all positive. I just stood my foot, uh, but um, I'm hoping basically, you know, it, it, it's a good mixed bag. So you know, everything balances itself out. So there we go. That's and, that's the week that was. And wait, people. Also, May's coming, so Ooh. Disney's going to be is all about Star Wars this May. Which is probably why we're not getting Loki till June. May is going to be a Star Wars month, so, so look out for what us. What does that mean for us? No, yeah, look out for batch? us making lots of predictions and comments, and Nick li- not liking any of it. Oh, okay, I'm a huge. You know what? In nineteen seventy nine, I watched Star Wars, and it was absolutely blew my mind. Well, I was six, so. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, I actually, I do enjoy stories a lot. Just when you get a little older, you do realize that these movies are actually made for kids, and you start seeing some huge plot holes in them and that kind of thing. Um, the the prequels didn't didn't help, and the, basically the, the next 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 trilogy didn't. The trilogy that came after the originals didn't kind of help either. So, but um, I believe we're getting the Bad Batch. Is that right? Yes. So that's done yeah, by. Tra- we have a trailer for Bad Batch. So yeah, got, I'm excited actually... to see it. It looks fun. It's done by Dave Filoni. Is that right? The guy did Clone Wars? Uh, yeah, I believe did I get the name so. Right? So, you know, he, he, the Clone Wars pretty hit all the good notes. And he basically was the back, it was basically the driving force behind the, uh, behind the uh, Mandalorian as well. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Star Wars seems to work in its episodic fashion much better, than, better at the moment. I don't know why. 
Um, it just seems to be working as it is. The Mandalorian really basically pulled Star Wars out of a bit of a nosedive. I mean, the movies are the movies, and that's all well and good. But now, basically, we've got the, after Mandalorian, I think Star Wars could quite happily live in this episodic format and not really lose any, any anything. I really do think that. So. I'm I'm liking it in an episodic format, and I'm and I yeah. like that they're telling other stories. Yeah, whether past well. or present, about other interesting characters in the Star Wars yeah. universe, and not just so they're, about they're, they're Luke taking, and Leia and Darth Vader. Yeah. So they're taking the mythology of the, which we all know, and taking these little areas in the mythology and just telling, focusing on those, those areas again. It's all told out, told out, out of order. Out of order, because technically speaking. According to the movies, we're basically in there about 20, 30 years after the after the fact of everything that's going to happen, which we're going to be seeing it seeing. I mean, the Bad Batch were featured uh, in season five of the Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. the story they had in me was was pretty cool, but it did feel to me a bit a bit like an action figure get grab than anything else. Uh, but you know, you know, Dave Filoni's not Dave Filoni has a habit of basically not stirring stirring people wrong with his stuff. So, um, him and Favreau okay know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. I, I, you know, the person, the guy, if the person has the passion and basically the joy of basically what he's doing in terms of the genre, then basically I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it too much. I just, just like, it's just it's going to be Star Wars all, 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 all month. And we've been really as, spoiled as, with as, as a recently. Star Wars nerd and lover, you know, I just give me more, give me more, give me more, <laughs> you more know, give me, give and me just more. keep giving it to me, feeding it to me it's every day, she, all boy. day. Yeah, you know, I hear you. More nerd I, to- I totally hear you. Yeah, I get, I get you. I get you. I, I know. It's just it, it, to me. It's a bit. It, it, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can do any time month of it. And then you know, we've got the bad batch. What else we're we gonna be get? Do you know? Are we gonna get anything else apart from the bad batch? That I don't know. We're gonna have to. Act, we, we should probably uh, look research that this week to talk about next week. <laughs> we probably should. That's yeah. my well, assumption. Yeah, that because May the Fourth and May the Fifth are such big, you know, Star Wars days, and now Disney has Star Wars, and they're not releasing Loki till June. So it makes me think that they want to use May for like because they have so much Marvel stuff coming too. Use May to kind of drop a lot, a bunch of Star Wars stuff and. You know, focus on Star Wars for the month of May. The May um, for the month of May. So, do you think this means we're going to get the Star Wars Christmas special on Disney Plus? Mm. Mm. For those who don't know, the Star Wars Christmas special is truly an amazing piece of Star Wars storytelling that everybody should at least watch once. You can find it up on YouTube. It's up on YouTube. Some really badly, uh, slightly screwy colors. Oh, that looks familiar. And um, and it basically makes for a, a a a interesting interesting forty five minutes of your life, which you may wish at the end to get back. It's it's worth it just to see Princess Leia sing a type of Christmas song to the Star Wars theme. Really, it's kind of out there. But hey, you know it's cheesy, but you you just you have to see it. You have to see it. It's it, it's. It's a train wreck just for the the, the, the fifty minutes of Wookie Wookie pure Wookie talk off we off we off we through the, uh, the show. <laughs> and I kid you not, it's fifty minutes of Wookie's grunting. It's crazy, um, but yeah. So yeah, as, uh, any stuff, I, I it's horrible and cheesy, but 
me personally, I recommend any person that love that that's in the Star Wars should see it at least once, just once. To see it once, you see it once, and you're never going to complain about the prequels or the sequels ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. You having oh, some no, of that? You uh, no, you're supposed to are you having see some me. of those? Uh, you're having some of those that that special clove uh, mix, right? You weren't supposed to see me. I was trying to hide. <laughs> yeah, you you're hiding by basically. I'll show you what you're doing. I don't want to. I'll show you what you're doing. You're doing this. So you were here, okay, and you had this had this in front of your face, and then you you grabbed your your clove um your your clove vape, and then you were vaping like this, so we could see you doing it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Oh well, there goes our Facebook stream. There's the Facebook stream. <laughs> it's okay. It's you know, okay. I can't walk talking to chew gum. You, you, you know how. You know. I know. I know. I know. Maybe you should just like you know move a screen so that next time you 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 feel the need to take a quick quick puff of of your clove vape. So. Well, I was trying <laughs> to stay so I could you know talk too. Ah, okay, okay. So you're gonna leave me alone to feel dead air. <laughs> and I guess now we should move on. Yes, we should. We should. To Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Woo! Hey, everybody! Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the finale. Now, before we get started, can I have to say one thing? I got 100%. Of my predictions wrong. 100%. And Jean got all hers wrong, apart from one. She correctly named who the power broker is. Well, so, I did say that John was going to become US agent. We got that well, yeah, right. But it, yeah, but actually saying that, we both got that right. However, I just want to give you this. Give you a pops. Give you a round of applause. Again, that prediction absolutely utterly right. To my mind, thank it was you. too overt. Thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank we'll throw some flowers in later. Yeah, okay. Yes, thank you, thank you very much. You were you you got it right. Yes, I I've gone <laughs> on records last week. She went to record say that uh, I got something right, so I should go on record this week and say she got it right. So yeah, I'm, I'm got that all on so recording, week. everybody. Right? You you got it. It's <laughs> recorded. I am going to be hearing about this all week now. Oh boy, what did I do? Anyhow. I just thought, and I'm going to say this, it couldn't be shown because it was too obvious. Really, that's why I didn't think she was a power broker. Well, there may be more to that. Maybe there is, but I think she is what she is. So, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say before we di we dived into the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, do you want to you, you, do you want to kick off? Okay, no, go for it. Okay, well, I'm going to take a quick sip of my tea, which I don't need to cover my face to do, so. Oh, tea good. Tea, 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 tea. Wonderful stuff. Anyhow, look, I thought it was a... I, I, I'm going to do a general overview of it, because there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, on in this case, it's just, it was just so action-packed. Um, the first 30... We really got basically what's basically a fourth... The, the third of... The fifth act of any Marvel movie, where we had the big superhero showdown. And uh, we finally, finally get to see Sam in the in the in his Captain America 
uniform, costume, outfit. Right out armor. of the I, I, like, I like the word armor better. Um, but we finally see Sam as Captain America. Um, and it was worth the wait. I mean, the, the outfit was right out of the comic books. Fantastic. Well done. They basically matched it to a T. Um, it was really good to see him, seeing that. But I will say the helmet the, the the helmet doesn't do him any favors either. His little face thing, it kind of yeah. pushes him out. But I don't think that, that doesn't do any of him any favors. So we may I don't see think that those, gets, those masks don't do anybody any favors for anyone. Yeah, but at least we don't know why when when basically a hero wears a mask, nobody can tell the hell the hell they are because their faces just go. Yeah, they're all so, smushed up. All <laughs> smushed up inside all that latex. Um, it was great. I loved it. His his outfit was white on point. Um, him fly, him soaring in, and the first time we see him is when he basically throws the shield and he goes to the glass and he pops through the glass. He goes to the glass and basically takes out Batrock. Was like and says, yes! "I am Captain America." I am Captain America, and, and it's really really fun to see. The, you know, he he's Captain America. He's owning it now. He is totally only, which is basically the, the part of his journey for the last five episodes was he wasn't sure if he was up to doing this. Um, and he felt that like basically it should, the legacy should basically die with Steve because he basically felt he could have matched Steve. And I think he had to figure out that he, he doesn't need to be Steve. He needs to be him. Needs to be him. And um, I, that really, really was what, what helped, helped kick, this, kick this off. Well, the uniform was on point. The entry was fantastic. And Mindy go, Yes! Uh, and it's quite telling that basically his first appoint, appoint, opponent dressed as Cap, uh, dressed as Cap, as Captain America, was basically Batrock, who is basically the yeah. first appoint, uh, opponent we see Cap take on in the in the Winter Soldier movie. And yeah, I, have to I say, love the you know, symmetry and and the the callbacks. Symmetry and the callbacks is great, and basically, also it showed that basically Sam, is, it, 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 well, Cap. Steve, I'm, I'm using two names. Steve basically took took Cap took Batrock down in like two moves because he's like super strong and that sort of thing. But it's interesting to see Sam struggle a little bit more against Batrock, um, basically because he's not he's not juiced. He's not he's not super soldier. He's just you know highly trained, and mm -hmm. basically he can is very smart about using his equipment to basically give him a, give him an advantage in a fight. And uh, so it's interesting to see him get, getting his get, getting getting kicked around by um by ba by, by Batrock. He was actually really uh, honestly struggling against him. I think he was trying to figure out actually how to fight against mm -hmm. somebody like that, uh, which is probably what, what, what and I think I should demonstrate that basically you know he's they had to demonstrate he's not he's not a super soldier. So basically, the fights have to be a bit more of a bit more low key human type level, and a character like Batrock would have a little bit more of an advantage in that type of fight, because Batrock is basically you know the only martial, the only uh, non non super human that ever basically knocked out Captain America. That's in the comic books, folks, not in the movies. So. And I do like when Bucky appears that the other soldiers address him as Sergeant Barnes. That was interesting as well. Um, you that, know, that was a nice little nod of like respect. And to show that despite everything that happened with the Winter Soldier, that mm -hmm. he's gained that respect back. Yeah, and I think basically also it gave, it gave him like basically a piece of authority, which he probably has never had for some time. Mm -hmm. um, because he's basically, you know, he's always been basically the puppet, right? So uh, now he's basically, you know, he's he's becoming his own man again, who he was back in the 40s. 
is coming back more and more. Um, and he doesn't see himself as basically a murder a murder machine anymore, which is really, really good. Um, but yeah, so... And when he flies I, off that bike <laughs> at the Flag Smashers... Woo! And the Flag Smashers at this point have actually captured the, uh, the, the GRC council, and they're basically... They've got two things going on. Half the, most of the council members are in two trucks, and the other ones are basically be, are being taken by a helicopter. Um, and for some reason, for some reason, Sharon turns up out of nowhere using that old face mask routine that we saw so we saw in Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. And we're all going, what the fuck is Sharon doing there? But that's yeah. something we discover, like, we discover why later. Um, and basically, it's really cool because basically, we, we get to see we get to see Bucky go off after after the council members on the ground, and basically Sam going off against helicopter, and basically you hear Bucky, Bucky tells Sam, hey, I just do the ground, man, you do the air. So... <laughs> and so he that, took that the helicopter cool. down. He took the helicopter down, yes, we basically saw his vibranium armour in a little bit more in action. Um, and I'm still, I'm still not totally convinced that basically, oh, she's got, she's got pilot training. So we're going to, we're going to throw the pilots out and hope she can take control of the helicopter. It's, it's a pretty, pretty big stretch <laughs> in, in any, any stretch of imagination there. But well, yeah, it was, but it was he good. had already, he's seen her file on his yeah. goggles and knew that she was military and had flown black hawks and so was confident that she would be able to take control of the I, helicopter. I, I, I know, but I that was a pure comic book moment. Sorry it was. You know, oh, that, yeah, that is like definitely that, that's the that's the beauty of comic books. They can just do totally ludicrous things like that. And it was like, yes, they're doing pure comic book stuff here. This is gonna be great. So they weren't embarrassed to basically take that piece of like, you know, wouldn't work in the real world type of thing. But at this point, let's face it, we've got a guy flying around on a pair of wings. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we're, gonna just, we're just going to do it just because we can. And that's actually, that was actually fantastic. But when he, he gets the people out of the, he gets the people out of the helicopter. Oh, so he gets the helicopter, right? And there's another one following him, shooting. He takes that down. And it literally mm-hmm. bounces off his armor when he's on, when he's on the freeway bridge. It's like holy crap! Yeah, that's some strong ass Wakandan armor right there, baby. Yeah. So, do you think do you think Sam is wearing armor that has vibranium in it? Oh fuck yeah! Pardon my French, yes. but fuck yeah! <laughs> it's so Wakandan. Think, so he's yeah, got he's got a bath- vibranium. He's got the most high tech. Suit you could have probably imagined, and if that thing can bounce off, a helicopter off of it, most certainly has vibranium in it. So you, I, I'm thinking he has a low, he has a suit that's like Black Panthers, but not quite as high powered. Yeah, because that we we, we can't do. They make these, they use vibranium for everything. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, I was almost pretty certain he has a vibranium suit. But I don't think I don't think it's full vibranium, but it definitely is got a lot of the Wakanda technology in there. So I oh, thought that, that was that. Hell yeah! Yeah. So that's, and while that's he's doing like, that, while he's back doing that. at the the building, um, we see uh, Batroc and Sharon and Carly. Well, we ain't got oh. to that point. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about Bucky. Bucky basically rescuing the uh, the the, uh, the GRC council because basically he, he, when he when he goes flying off the bike, mm-hmm. 
but basically goes goes and goes into the into the roadblock at full speed, does the, the, the flip off the bike, a call back to what Cap's done a couple of times. And he goes barreling into into those flag smashers. Um some people I've I've seen some people online say, well, he's like a, he's like the Winter Soldier. How come he's getting his ass kicked by these flag smashers who have got no training? And my simple thing is he's not trying to kill them. No. And it's easier Honestly, it is easier to basically kill somebody than just try to take, than just basically just you know try to knock them out. And he's older, and they also have a newer version of the serum that's not the same version that Bucky got. Well, we know Bucky's got like a Hydra version of the, of the serum, and I pretty think he's he's not he's not at cap level, but he's, he's slightly below. I think. Mm-hmm. In terms of his enhancement, but also I think he, think he, he was if he was trying if he was he went to, he, he flipped his bike and jumped in the fight to kill them, it would have been over a lot quicker. And yeah, he would no, be dead. he wasn't trying to kill him. He was just trying to put him down. Trying to pull him down, and, he, and he's getting him. he's getting he's basically getting overwhelmed because that's what he's trying to do. And then we have Walker come on the scene with his homemade broken his homemade shield. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and he was, was a surprise because I was when they all piled up on him. And he was staring at that metal. I really thought, all right, here we go. He's just going to fucking snap and rip one of them apart. But nope. Didn't happen. No, they, they, for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why they did this, they decided to basically, let's redeem John a little bit. And that didn't feel right because the US agent's supposed to be darker and meaner and angrier. So they, 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 why they gave him like a, a redemption fighty thing, I don't know. You know, it's like we well, want him to maybe be. Maybe we're gonna see him show up in Secret Invasion. Oh, he was show up in that because Val saying we... things are gonna get about to get weird or gonna get weird. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. they're saving that for yeah. that. Maybe that's he's. You know. Yeah, but yeah. So Carly, Carly's and, and, and gets away with that because they basically tr- throw the uh, try to throw the van over the edge, and Buck is stuck down in the bottom in a bottle of a uh, in, in the middle of a set of um uh, on a building site, fighting in the middle of a pit with one of the bigger flag smashers, and mm-hmm. they basically they, they set one of the, the, the trucks on fire to basically distract. So Carly gets away, and then they, they try to throw one of the other trucks over, over the edge here, which basically John actually oh, half rescues. So, um. But then we basically we should flip back. Then we should flip back to what's going on. What is going on in the GRC building? Where we find Sharon uh, cornering Carly. She tracks Carly down and corners corners her. Yep, and we that's when we find out that she's the power broker, and she took Carly in, and she turned Carly and the her friends into super soldiers. They were her muscle. They were her muscle, yeah. So basically, Carly was supposed to be her muscle. And we um, find out that Sharon is bitter and basically wants to power money, control the system. Like she's pissed. Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's she started basically she actually is really pissed. And Sharon in in, in, in part in the comics does lose the faith as well. So uh in this case, this, we, we're, we're having basically the angry, angry you you've abandoned me, Sharon here. And I thought that, I thought that was interesting. Then basically, Batrock turns up and halfway halfway through halfway through that their confrontation, and goes, "Ah, we 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 find out that you are the uh, power broker. You have to triple my triple your pay." Or I'm so going to tell everybody. Oh, I'll tell everybody, which I thought was kind of a dumbass thing to say, Batrock. Yeah, because you knew when he said that, well, you're dead now. Yeah, and 
uh, Batroc is an interesting, an interesting character, and I'm sure the MCU version is very different. But he's actually like a mercenary with some sort of like weird honor system. Uh, in this case, we definitely have a pure mercenary Batroc, and um, yeah, so she she, she shoots him. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! She just shot Batroc. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we're going to see her show up in probably Secret Invasion and or Armor Wars, or both. We maybe, maybe do. So let's go. Well, I just want to reveal that it was Shao in that shot. Um, Bad truck, not Carly. And then basically then Carly shoots Sharon. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're, I don't know. We're Sam comes in and, of course, Sam comes thinks in. that Carly shot Sharon. And yeah, Sharon just, just lets them believe that. Yep. Uh, and Sharon lets them believe, actually, because Carly's at this point is standing over Sharon, pointing the gun at her. Um, it's interesting that basically for all all Carly's extreme talk, like people must die for getting the message across, that she basically stops at this point mm-hmm. and doesn't basically try, doesn't shoot Sharon straight away. So she like it's like she was undecided what what she should do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was I thought that was that was kind of interesting there. But and who's to say she's dead? She has a super soldier serum, so there's okay, a good okay, chance okay, yeah, that okay. she could live. So yeah, so before we get to that point, yeah, Sam gets into a fight with Carly, and he's not he's not trying to fight back. He's just trying to talk. He's trying to talk her down because um, that's Sam yeah. for you. Um, and then basically, um, she gets the shield off Sam. Sam gets knocked on the ground, and she goes. Basically, we have a mirror of the se- of, of the, uh, the whole world watching scene. Basically. Uh, walkers over the top of the flag smasher, and she's going to badly decapitate Sam with the shield, and then Sharon shoots Carly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not convinced Carly's dead, but I guess we'll I guess we'll see because you know it's, 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 we've had some weird, ambiguous kind of like off-screen deaths, or basically oh they're dead type things, one voice, one line death death things, and that's like leaving it open for other things. So we may see Carly Carly come back. I think she's an intriguing character. So I think we, we might, but who's, who's to tell? And uh, that, should, that should be interesting there as well. But before Sam even finds Carly, Carly and Sean, he basically pulls a, a, a full-on fun superhero move where basically he stops one of the, uh, the GRC vans from going over the edge, the, 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 the edge of the burner site. And he's like pushing it back uh, up no, and full that's, on. That's, that is after that. That's after Carly. That's, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to get the order right because I feel, I feel like we're jumping, we're jumping around all over the That's place. It's fine, yeah, but... it's fine. We'll jump oh. around. But after Carl, because after Carly dies, he takes her body and mm. you know brings it back to the building and you know sets walk. her down and yeah, it's kind of like an angel. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of weird because hey, you know Carly's a terrorist, right? So at the end of the day, uh, I think they're basically trying to be. Pump up, pump up, pump up her death a bit more, but your friend Sharon's just been shot in the gut. You know, Carly's dead. Sad, sorry, but your friend Sharon's basically been shot in the gut. So what do you do? You slow walk Carly out and well, like basically because Sharon, Sharon hadn't been pardoned at the yeah at this point, so she yeah, but she's been shot in the gut. That's like her. attention time. Uh, oh, I guess. Okay. Um 
But yeah, so basically, you know, we it was just like a huge blur of an action action sequence. Like first, what thirty minutes of the show was basically, mm-hmm. you know, bang, boom, smash. Um, one thing I thought was interesting when we basically doing the action sequences in the air um, was basically it was slightly out of focus. Like somebody was trying to film it with a camera, but just kept catching mm-hmm. half the movements. I thought that was kind of in, that, that that was kind of interesting cinema technique. It's like, oh look, there's Sam. Oh crap, can't, can't get the camera. So yeah. But think of you know, think of that. We just basically had a movie level action sequence in a TV show. That's insane. Crazy. That is insane. The amount of money they must have dropped for that sequence must be almost equivalent to basically what they drop drop in basically a, a normal Marvel movie. And when I say normal Marvel movie, I say basically you know the singular title is not basically the action team ups. So. And. Back to the fight scene at the construction area, like you said. Okay, back to the fight scene construction area, yes. The truck almost falls over the edge, and you think it's really thought that thing was going to fall on John. I really thought it was going to happen, but Sam gets there in time and gets it back over the edge. And then. That's a very superheroic moment. Cheering, and the cameramen are there, and. You know, somebody <laughs> says that's that's the black Captain America or black. No, says, Falcon. Is that Black Falcon? Yeah, and, and then goes, the no, guy was like, America. "No, that's Captain America." Yeah, that is Captain America, which yeah. is really great. That's basically like you know, they basically said they said that his name name in two areas, and the second name is more emphasis on it, basically showing that he, he's really inherited that title because we had basically I call that the Superman moment, where it's basically pushing the truck back up again. You can almost hear the Superman fanfare in the background going. <laughs> no, it's obviously mixing genres, but that basically was the pure one superheroic super moment. We saw that basically that confirms who Sam is, and that's basically the persona that basically people are going to see Sam as. He saves people, um, and I think that was, that was really it was a really really strong moment. Where basically we got the older guy going, "Hey, that's Black Falcon," and we got that the, the young guy next to him with the camera going, "No, no, man, that's Captain America." So mm-hmm. um, it's like, yes, this is what he does. This is what Cap should do. Because before that, we had we've had four we've had four episodes of basically the dark a dark Cap with Walker, who not was not interested in saving people. Um, so mm-hmm. um, so it's like, yes, this is what Captain America is supposed to do. And I thought that that was a really really powerful powerful moment there, especially when you know we thought that thing was going to fall on John and probably hurt Bucky too. And it's like, oh my god, that was a pretty tension high high level thing. But then we we, we flip back to basically um, with with the news crews, and this is the bit I found a little weird. And it felt like there was something else that was supposed to happen there, and then we got this this speech sequence instead. Did you feel that? Yeah, just a little, but you know they did have the. It, readjust the storyline so i yeah. try to give it a little a little um, oh no 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 i i i'm there with, I'm, I'm right there with you i'm thinking the same thing you know we know there's supposed to be like a uh, like, like a, a a biological attack type thing right and um they just felt that basically, you know, that's too close to what's going. What was too close to going on in on in real life, so they just did this storyline to basically this flag smashes thing, which I think was part of the biological story, biological attack storyline anyway. Um, but this scene where Sam does his big speech, which is don't get don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic and wonderful speech and hit all the proper points. You should have. Um, <laughs> we should get you should you should put a point in your hand when you do that, and. Um, 
But it had all, unfortunately, out of everything they did in this episode, this had all the feelings of basically, this has been reshot, reshot and then shoehorned into this sequence here. And it just felt, felt a little odd, um, a little out of place. I mean, it was just the lighting felt different or something like that. I don't know. But um, it was a great speech by Sam saying, hey, look, you have all the power to make sure this never happens again. You can look, you can basically, you know, feed people with a phone call. You can raise a forest with an email. I have, you have all this power. How did it feel to feel helpless like you did and waiting for us to rescue you? This is how all these people are feeling. And I thought it was a fa- I thought it was a great speech. It was re- basically spot on Captain America with basically pure Sam in there. Cause when Sam appeared in the seventies books, he was that guy he said, Hey, what about this? You know, mm-hmm. oh, flights and tights, flights and tights is great, but what about helping the people, man? Yeah, so. and and he, like he says, he he understands. Because mm-hmm. he understands what, how to be the, what all says, these people are going through as a black man, as yeah. someone who was blipped. <laughs> yeah, and he also says he also says basically, look, I get it. I don't have powers, and I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes in this country. So that's a very poignant and basically interesting speech there. The really, you, you could break that down all, all kinds of different ways. He's saying, I understand how to be powerless, but I'm wearing this outfit. I choose to inspire. I choose optimism. Mm-hmm. I choose hope. So and there I thought is that was, a better that was really way. Good. There is a better way. This is, again, pure Sam. He believes there's a better way, uh, which is great and, fa- great and fantastic. And I thought it was a great speech. I just thought that entire section just felt a bit a bit off. That was all. Mainly because there's something else, there's definitely something else that was supposed to be there. And this reshoot was basically covered that time. And when him and Bucky were walking away, do you notice that Bucky was on the left? Yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty pretty neat. But that I do was, have only that, one that was com- nice. That was nice. But I only have one little complaint, and this is a small one on my part here. They literally fought John Walker. In the last episode for the shield, right? Big fight, you know. Walker almost almost beats the crap out of both of them, and then basically he just walks past walks past Walker with just a nod. They just nod at each other, and it's like, dude, w- John, this guy's got the shield. This is everything to you, and you're just gonna let it walk away? Nothing, no conflict, no. I'm gonna get that one day or anything like that to him. He's like, welcome back into the boys' club, John. You're now a superhero. Forget the fact that you just killed somebody in complete cold blood, blood less than you know, two or three days ago. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that was that that felt that felt a little strange. But it was nice when they walk away between the the ambulances and Bucky's on the left, and Bucky calls him, "What's next, Cap?" Yeah, that that was, was that, like, that that was beautiful. That that was, you know, Bucky's way of you know. Being like Steve, Steve did make the right decision, and mm-hmm. you know Sam is, you know he is Cap, and you know I'm I not a- the Winter Soldier anymore. I'm not, I'm not the Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know who I was. I've you know. He gains his, gains his more like his humanity back. And um, before Sam flows off that, basically, you know, he gets told by those couple of agents that basically there's a flag smash just flailing around in the Hudson River, something like that. <laughs> and they go, Can you get in front of him? He goes, 
I've got it. And he flies mm-hmm. off. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, we literally, it's really weird. And I'll tell you what's really weird is, I know it's a Marvel show, but I saw, I thought there's so many Superman callbacks in this. Maybe because I think Sam flies. <laughs> and when he flew off, he goes, I'll handle it, and flies off. He's like, that's another Superman thing. What the hell? Yeah. Like, DC, are you watching? Are you watching this? This is how you do it. <laughs> and afterwards, Bucky goes and visits Mr. Nakajima and tells him that he killed his son. Yeah. And um, I think, we knew that was coming. Uh, I think they filmed that beautifully it was Mm -hmm. i mean it was really touching and heartbreaking and you know when he's asked them why you know it's just like because you know i was the the winter soldier you know it was me you know she says i was the winter soldier yeah i was yeah and even though he knows that he can't still have the same relationship with him anymore because you see that mm-hmm. when he's walking past the shop, but he knows yeah, that he did the right thing by telling him, and that yeah. he knows that he's given him closure and peace. Yeah, that was that. That's he walks up, he, it, and he walks off into the rain. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually kind of like actually that was, was almost almost kind of noirish from very forties. I thought actually that sequence was where he goes past the shop and sees, sees Nakajima sitting there in their usual Wednesday spot. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like actually Nakajima had a bowl next to him, like he was expecting Bucky to turn up or something. Um, and he, he, he just walks away knowing that basically, if Nakajima sees him again, it's just going to cause this old man pain, a pain mm-hmm. about reminding him that yes, I killed your son. I mean, it's still a hard pill to pill, pill to swallow. I'm sorry, I killed your son, but I was somebody else. I mean, you know, where do you go with that, right? But yeah. I thought that was a pretty moment. I think, and that, but that point is, we know, we now know Bucky's Bucky again, not the Winter Soldier anymore. And he basically, cost, and he basically gives the book as a gift to his to his psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. All the names crossed out, every single one. Which that that was nice. I thought I that like was really, that. I thought that was a really nice touching there. And then mm-hmm. we we see. <laughs> I thought this was, thought this was actually an interesting sequence as well. The remaining flag smashers are basically round up and put put in put into the back back of that the, the that prison wagon and they're driven off underneath armed escort. And we're going, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on here? And they get underneath like a, like a bridge elevated train section and they blow up. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh my god, what has happened?" Zemo's butler. <laughs> you see Zemo's butler in that car. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like just holy the crap! Put it back in there. Yeah, just takes the gloves off, that sort of thing. And then they cut to Zemo's, Zemo's cell, and he's just like casually just reading a book. It's like they've made Zemo such a, such a great, um, the anti-Batman, let's call him that, because he seems to have yeah. a plan for everything. He's prepared for everything. <laughs> just this, the, look in, the look in the butler's face like, yeah, I, 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 I've done it, I've done it, Mr. Zemo. I, I've done it, Master Zemo. There we go. And it seems like Val may be involved somehow because when mm-hmm. she's talking to John, yep. she tells him, you know, our buddy Zemo, you know, took care of, you know, the rest of them. So no more pay, no paperwork or anything like that. It's all, you know, mess is cleaned yeah, so up. They, so they give John basically the, uh, the, the U.S. agent's uh, U.S. agent's uniform. Yep, which is basically he's his now old officially blue uniform, black. the U.S. agent. 
Yeah. I was hoping to see a shield. I was like, why did he get a shield? Where's the shield? Well, I guess we're going to maybe see that in the future in whatever he shows up in again. Whatever he shows and up in. And while they're think... doing that, mm-hmm. we get Sam visiting Isaiah. This was basically, I, I yeah. This 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 is this is a real good segment. Uh, yeah, Sam turns up at Isaiah's house and they talk about basically his actions and he's asking if Isaiah's okay with basically what he saw. And it's like Isaiah was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're, I'm okay with it. It's like you did it, you did it right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, so that, I thought that's very interesting. Basically, he was like going going to basically. Isaiah, who was this, basically the, the second cap, and saying, "Hey, you know, was everything right? You know, are you okay?" And I think it was really nice. Like, basically, he, he wanted to come back and talk to his Isaiah to see who was fine with everything he just saw, uh, because Isaiah has basically has had a shit show of a life. Mm-hmm. And th- I know this. The next part of the sequence got you, got you, got you just here because I, I you was good. <laughs> oh yeah, it, is, it definitely yeah. it definitely got 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 you in the feels. And when he's talking to Isaiah at the house, Mm -hmm. you see that Eli pops up behind him. Yep. And also goes with him and Isaiah to the museum. Yep. Where now a part of the Captain America um, display, there is now a a standalone display with a statue of Isaiah. I, I, you know, I really, really would like to read the text that's on that plinth, but uh, there's not, it's not really in the camera enough for you to really see it. And uh, basically, you know, um, I think it's basically, it basically honors these black soldiers who basically try to carry the legacy on, but basically, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a volunteer, I think, volunteer, you know, I think that's probably a poor word to say, but basically, you know, with the super soldier serum, and there's a statue of Isaiah in his prime. And it's like, wow. Yeah, Carl Lumley. He, I hope, um, I hope he shows up later and more because I'm thinking we're we're headed towards Young Avengers, and Eli is going to be the Patriot, and I'm hoping that Isaiah is around, um, to as a mentor to Eli and as a mentor to Sam. Yeah, but the the emotion and the pain. That he had been carrying all that time for and what you was done to him. Let's go now. Yeah, yeah. It just—it was just amazing. Like him and Anthony Mackie were just amazing in that scene. I thought it was, I thought it was a very good. Another very good handoff mm-hmm. uh, for what basically is story. I hope we see a little bit more. Maybe if we see the the establishment of the Young Avengers, we'll see a little bit more of Isaiah's, Isaiah's backstory. Maybe not just told but shown as well. Uh, just to see, you know, you know how it, it, it influenced Eli to basically become the Patriot. Um, so I think that's going to be going to be an interesting thing to see. Interesting thing to see happen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a good handoff. And now basically they've opened up so many story avenues. We know we know that uh, Sam's coming back in Captain America Four, which yeah, will be uh, Mal- the, and he, Malcolm he, Spellman the is co-writing the script, and he's the one that wrote the season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Yeah, so we're, we're going to see Captain America 4. And basically, the Twitter, and here's the fun thing. Do you notice, do you notice about, the, about the Captain America Twitter feed? It, I it, haven't. It, okay, it switched from Steve to Sam. Oh, nice. So basically, it's, it's, it's now Sam's, the, it's, it's now the Captain America, in the Captain America feed. Uh, and it has a little title in the graphic scene on your left. So... Did you notice in also in the show that um, Sam doesn't say Steve's dead? He says he just says he's gone. Yeah. And I heard a theory that maybe um, the scroll that visits Monica Rambeau in the theater at the end of um, WandaVision. Yeah. That when she points up and says he wants to see you, that maybe she's not talking about Fury. Maybe she's talking about Steve. And maybe Old Man Cap is the one, you know, up there. Because he is part of the Secret Invasion storyline, so... I guess. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Um, We do know that Chris Evans is is coming back for one more movie. Uh, So that might might be He's finalizing a deal with Marvel, but nobody knows... What it's for? What is that? Can I have an extra zero on my paycheck, please? Yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on there. But yeah, yeah, we know, we do know now. Chris Evans is coming back. There's no two ways about it. Um, and and, and you know, it makes sense because they keep there's all these hints through the show that basically that hint that Captain America's in space. You know, so maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, I, there's so many story story probabilities going on here. We mean, we obviously can get the Thunderbolts. We know. U.S. agent was part of the Thunderbolts at one point. Uh, you know the Thunderbolts turn into the Dark Avengers. I'm pretty sure Zemo is going to lead the Thunderbolts and uh, is going to basically use them to basically turn public opinion even more against superheroes. If the Secret Invasion storyline happens, that basically means we're going to walk towards Dark Avengers, which is going to be another interesting thing in itself. Um, I've heard I've, I read a report that uh, Wyatt Russell might not be coming back as John Walker. Um, but I, I've not, I've not, I've only read it in like some weird, weird comic book rumor, rumor site. So I've not seen it verified anywhere. Um, I, I think he'd be foolish not to, because I think he knocked John Walker out the park. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I, I think I he should come I, back. I think he'll be, I think he'll be back. I, yeah, you, you, but you, I, you never really, yeah, you never really leave a Marvel project. They just give you more money. So, <laughs> I did. Are you hear... leaving? Here's some more money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did hear um, another theory I heard from a site Screen Crush that Sharon, maybe Sharon was was the power broker before the snap, and she's been bad yeah. all along because in the comics she was a Hydra agent who assassinated Steve, and yeah, she's probably she the one that, that killed Shelby, so that Shelby wouldn't give away her identity. Maybe she's forming a, a new Avengers, or maybe she'll be part of that forming the Dark Avengers. No, that feels too overt, overt to be shown in terms of basically being on a superhero team. But, you know, she may be part, part of basically, you know, Femme Fatale. No, not her like being that. on it, her helping form it. Okay, maybe, maybe that's possible. Um, we don't know. I mean, Sharon is an, un- is an unknown quantity at this moment in time. She might just be, just be a scroll. So, because we know she gets, uh, you know, she gets it. Yeah, I've heard that theory too, but I don't think so because if she was a scroll, but she would not use that that peel off mask. 
Yeah, she would. She, she wouldn't, wouldn't even, you know, that would. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I would because she, she wouldn't change shape in front of Barnes, but in front of the book, she could. She'd use that mask. Well, but, yeah, yeah she, that's true too. But um, yeah, so basically, she she she's got her full agents back. She's she's pardoned. She's got yep, some agent, she agent status back. And um, she called she, somebody afterwards and said that they I, now have full access to all of the government stuff. And I think that's related to Contessa. So we're going to see something. And Contessa's going to see something. Weird stuff's going to start happening now. So we're going to see all kinds of crazy things happen. So, um, but if we're, if we're running towards secret invasion, we're going to, the Contessa ends up being a screw agent at some point anyway. So we're going to see some kind of really, really, really fun stuff. But it's also a very good, very good point moment at this time to basically retcon things as the need to. Oh, the scrolls did it. Oh, it's a scroll. So, uh, so, but we'll see what happens. But we know the Dark Avengers are coming. We know basically we're going to see the Abomination as part of the Dark Avengers as well. Thaddeus is going to be in, involved in that. Maybe we'll get the Red Hulk. Who knows? Um, but um, we're going to we're going to definitely see a super team, and I think Zemo is definitely going to be leading it. And that leaves a whole different realm of possibilities. For one thing, I'm certain I want to see my favorite Thunderbolt, who's Moonstone. So hopefully, she, we'll see her involved in the team as well. I, I hope so. I mean, there's there's so much coming from Marvel this year, next year. Like, I'm I'm excited for all of it. I'm excited to see where they're going to take it and and where we're going. And yep. Uh, and uh, you know, I love Zemo, and I can't yeah, I wait mean, to see more of him. Even if it's just dancing, right? Yeah, even if it's just <laughs> dancing, you know, just in an hour of the two, three. I don't care. Ian was just dancing. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, so um, I think we, uh, the Captain America stuff, the, the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier has definitely opened up a lot, a lot more doors. And in, in, in the what we should call the more conventional Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, basically it's more mm-hmm. like flights and tights and magic and mystery. Um, so that's super good to see. So we're gonna have to wait four weeks until basically Loki drops. And I think um, we, and then we got after Loki, the Black Widow movie drops, I believe. Um, and then basically we can start some of the, some of the movie verse stuff to return as well. I do like, and I'm basically I'm, I'm sure DC are kicking their fucking selves over this now. Is how it is literally all real, all related. They have Marvel has no problems bringing these movie level actors into into their shows. No, they have zero problems doing this, and it's basically they're telling good, good, good old episodic episodic stories. Mm-hmm. And I think this is great because it is literally we, we're getting a fully developed, fully fleshed out super superhero universe here, and it's great. I love the fact. Yeah, it's Marvel, and people talk Marvel's a little lighter than the DC Snyder shit, but um, it's a beautiful way of basically building this universe. And I can, I can you can hear DC going, "What the fuck did we do this?" So and Marvel, they had this, Marvel they, isn't totally sweetness and light, and they do have dark. Yeah. Um, I know, but they, 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 know, they, they're, still, they're still they're still stuff and and marvel does tackle a, you know very serious themes and topics and yeah, but, they, they, things, do it in, in, but they, they do it in yeah. a way that it's not you you don't walk out of theater wanting to slit your wrists no no they they, they basically 
the Falcons, the Falcon Minnesota has been, a, been a, good, a, a good exercise of basically talking about legacy, talking about basically you, you know the past, embracing who you are, and all that type of stuff. I think that's, that was done really, really well. But it also had a little bit of a lightness and hope about it, which basically the DC, some of the DC movies forgot about. But it's just, these are superheroes; they're the embodiment of hope and optimism. And mm-hmm. um, we've seen it particularly with Sam. It's like holy shit! That is, I, I just loved when he got he, when he got that Captain America. When he, he 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 became Cap, and he and he's walking around, you could just see glowing com- confidence, optimism coming from com- projecting from a uh, f- from him. And it's like as Mackie's really like pushing out, I'm I'm I'm, I'm being cool and charismatic. I've got to really push it out now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's um, you, you could just feel it, and it was just it was great. You felt it's weird to say, uh, like everything was going to be okay now. Sam yeah. is here, Cap's here. Everything's going to be okay. And that's something that's been missing from the DC movies. You, you see the heroes come on the screen, like example for Justice League, and it didn't feel like everything was going to be okay because none of them had this like optimism coming out of them. And even, even Wonder Woman in Snyder Cut was basically the same way, and she's supposed to be the, the embodiment of basically hope. Mm-hmm. So it was just weird. But... Um, you're right. I, 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 Marvel has always been a lighter universe than DC in many ways because they don't forget what superheroes are. That's what I was trying to trying to get at. Um, but I just love the fact it's all Marvel, so connected Marvel together. Marvel knows what they're doing. Yeah, I have no doubt they, they that doubt about it. They definitely all have a direction. They they're doing it well. These TV series are off the, the, the episodic episode. The TV episode episodic things are completely in character, in universe, and work so well. And it's like, it's just, I'm just so happy to see it. There we go. I mean, I, I won't rag on DC anymore, but they could have they could have done this so easy with the CW stuff. So, No, I agree. I agree. They, they you know, they, they've done so well with the CW shows. And, but, I mean, it's about who they're giving it to in the scripts and who's writing and, ah. Uh... I know. Let's we'll drop the ball. Maybe one day I'll catch back up again in that area. But yeah, so yeah, I think we, ha- we we were treated to a fantastic episode. I was actually sad to see it end. I was, you know, I could happily watch two, two, three more episodes of that of that show. Um, so it was fun. I enjoyed it. Flights and tights, great. <laughs> it was. It was. It was very enjoyable, and I, I, it set up a lot of things for for the future of the MCU. And I, I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. Give so me more, give me what, more, give me more. I, yeah, give us more. I'm looking forward to what Loki brings us and what direction that's going to take us in. So that should be interesting. So I'll show you. I think, I think it'll almost be like a dark comedy in many ways, I think. so. Mm. And I okay, love that, so. they're, that they're exploring different genres as well with these movies. Like they're not all the same like format of movies. Like every yeah. movie... Like you know, one's a drama, a dramedy. One's a, a a space heist. One's a you know, a mystery thriller. One's a, politically you know, intrigued, that type of thing. Yeah. Whatever, but they're all like different themes and different genres, so it keeps it interesting. Yeah, and I think that's great. And uh, you know, all power to them. I, I think it's great that they stuck to their guns and made this universe. Though we do know, basically, it wasn't quite intended to be this way at the very beginning, but they they basically stumbled a little bit into this. But I think it's fantastic. I think this is the way. This is the way. 
I'm sure I just did there. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think it's great. And this is basically showing how to build a universe. And we've seen all these other Marvel, we've seen all these other studios who have these properties trying to do the same sort of thing. And the problem is they're trying to like sprint into it. Well, Marvel had the luxury of basically doing this slow burn. We basically, here's Iron Man. Here's Hulk, but let's not mention Hulk again because it's a really bad movie. Here's Iron Man 2. We're going to expand the universe a little bit more. Oh, there's Thor over there. Oh, we're going to talk about Cap now. Here's Iron Man 3, and so on and so forth. Basically, this basically connected it all together. Um, so that's how I thought about it. I think we should ha- do, do a nod towards the Invincible because I know it's getting late. So um, I, I, I'm probably getting tired of hearing us talk about it. You want me to run through Invincible quickly for you? Let's talk about Invincible, baby. Let's talk about Invincible very quickly, eh? Um, so, yeah, this is... Uh, I found... Well, we found out now that basically Invincible is going to end with end with this Friday's episode. So this is going to be the... End, this is going to be the... the, the uh, season finale is going to be this this um, this this Friday, which is going to be sad. Okay. And um, so I thought... It, so, basically, this is like the penultimate episode. I basically set all the players into place and basically solved a couple of the mysterious part, part, parts of the, of, of the story. So we have basically Omni Man is now publicly rogue, and Cecil's freaking the fuck out. Put it this way, and he's well, throwing everything he, the he can at it. Audience, the world at large doesn't know. Like they're watching this uh, happen on, mm-hmm. on on TV, but they don't know. They think he's you know killing a bad guy. Like they don't really know that he's you know. But he's, 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 he's basically Debbie has basically you know doesn't want anyone near, near, near him. He's trying, and it's just everything like Nolan because Nolan was a, a control freak has gone out of his control now, and it's just and I, I, I'm going to say he's basically publicly gone rogue. Just the the, the, the public don't don't know it yet, um, and it's just interesting seeing Cecil. Using all these tricks that he's been collecting for the last few episodes, trying trying mm-hmm. to trying to stop Omni Man, had the uh, the the reanimators, those cyborgs popping out yes. those pods, attacking, t- popping popping out the pods trying to attack him. And I thought, oh my god, they they they're throwing everything they can at uh, Omni Man, who's Nolan, to slow him down. In the meantime, we have Mark. Mark basically and Amber have broken up because basically Amber's figured out who Mark was like <clears throat> weeks ago, but A he didn't trust ago. her enough to. St- he didn't trust her enough to tell him. Mm-hmm. He didn't trust her. He, 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 she felt he didn't trust her so to tell him his secret. And I thought that's a very realistic reaction to basically, you know, hey, I already knew you were invincible. I was just waiting for you to tell me so you can show you can trust me. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is too late now. Now that we've broken up because you couldn't tell me, I don't want to know no know about it anymore. And it's actually a much more realistic reaction to basically say look say super saying Clark Kent going to Lois Kane and going, Hey, by the way, I've been lying to you for half a century. I'm oh, really yeah, Superman. And saying, Oh, it's okay, I understand. Oh, it's okay, I always knew. Uh but um so I thought that's a very a much more realistic and human reaction to what was going on there. Yeah. So Mark goes Mark goes off to basically find Atom Eve. So he he can talk to her about these problems because he's only ever, he's only ever peer in this space is is is, is Eve because she's mm-hmm. lived, she lives the same life as him she's the same age as him and everything else so she, he goes off to seek advice from her while basically you know Cecil is losing his fucking mind trying to basically stop Omni Man with big big space lasers and dropping shit on oh him. Oh my <laughs> god! Yes. Then he sends the kaiju, lets him out, but, and juices it up. 
Yeah, anyway, that's not before. Basically, he does this really. This, I thought it was actually this was an insane piece of, bit of action from him, where he goes out with a teleporter to slot, basically get time, to basically mm-hmm. get the casual, and he's literally he's just a human ta- guy taunting t- him, taunting him, and t- basically you know using this teleporter to basically just get out of the way just in time for he mm-hmm. gets that, and you can see he's like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm not a coward, but that 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 last one kind of really, you know, you know, raised the heckles on me. Where he just avoids death at the last second each one. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck? Is- Cecil's going to get his ass kicked. He's going to die. Oh yeah, I thought for sure he was dead. I thought, yeah, but you know, you just want to keep one step ahead of Nolan to buy time for them, basically to get the, to get Mary the Cajun. Yeah, because because basically- Nolan had already ripped through Cecil's people that were at across the street yep. and killed Donald, mm-hmm. ripped his spine and blew the whole place up, and he was still just a little nosebleed. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. It was it was just insane. They're just throwing all this stuff at him in the space laser thing. He goes, "That's a four hundred and shoots Nolan. It blasts it, blasts him to death." And I'd like to see his uniform at least ripped a little bit. He's got a little tiny little nose pin. So it goes, "Wow, four hundred billion dollars for a nosebleed." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then say fire. And, and then say fire. <laughs> the Maulers resurrect the immortal. Who the Maulers yesterday? Yes. And the mortal goes. We're helping nuts, Robot yeah. or Rudolph Connors um, yeah. uh, free his his robot body. Yep. Definitely, and definitely. So basically, you get a fight between Nolan and the, and the Immortal, and holy shit! Yeah, and that's actually a pretty, more, pretty much more of an even fight because Immortal is close to Omni Man in terms of terms of, of, of power set. Uh, so, but I thought I thought. The one thing I didn't like about this episode, and it seemed no matter what they threw at Nolan, um, he wasn't really showing any damage from the attacks. Well, I think that's probably the point because he's invincible. Like that's well, I know what he's they're invincible, trying to show. Seen... That, and I think that may be lead in because he's obviously carrying some kind of secret. There's something he wants to get off his chest. And the truth, and tell Mark the truth of why he killed the, you know, all these superheroes and stuff. And mm-hmm. which you see at the end, that's where it kind of cuts off. So obviously, the next episode, we're going to get our, some more answers as to why <laughs> we get, we get he more, killed more them. Because, yeah, because Mark basically, uh, uh, rushes to help his dad because he doesn't know his dad's a complete fucking nutcase at this point. Oh no! And and they basically they they try they go to fight the Keiju together. Um, Which and he, and basically, Army Man is basically using the situation to try to turn his son a little bit mm-hmm. against what's happening here. And they're fight, they're fighting the the, the Keiju together. Um, Adam Eve is not involved in the fight for some reason at this point. I think she's gone straight to Global Guardians cave. Yeah, they like got that. they they were able to intersect. Cecil was able to intersect Adam Eve and get her <laughs> away from there and tell her, you know, don't get stuff involved. It's, you know, and now Cecil's also got the other team on alert yeah, they, and standing by. Yeah. So, but let me see. It's just like, oh my God, because we know uh, they're, they're going to get involved in the fight. All of them get involved in the fight. I'm going, don't kill Adam, Adam Eve. I really like the character. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Actually, I don't care about the rest of the global, the, glo- the, the guardians of the globe. But just don't kill that to me. 
<laughs> but I did like I did like um Rudolph or Robot his reveal. Yeah. Yep. Which was funny and and like eerie at the same time. Yeah, I thought it was kind of creepy, but hey. it was definitely <laughs> definitely creepy. I Why did really you take my DNA? Yeah, it was like I—I I was this really old man who's basically basically a disabled super brain, and now basically I put myself in the body of a kid so I can I can have a relationship with Monster Girl. It's yeah, like, that's a little little pedo. <laughs> yeah, part of you is like oh, and then the other part of you is like mm. yeah. I'm, I was I, you may be going oh, I was going you cool. That's that's kind of like. Well, technically, she is the, around the same. I think she may be older than him, like because he's thirty. I think she's around that same age, but because of whatever she she has, that yeah, she curse, changes yeah. into a monster, it causes her to de-age. So she's yeah. slowly de-aging, getting younger. I still remember the episode they introduced her. She said she was twenty-six. Yeah, so they're both the same age. They're around the it same just, age. It just feels just a bit weird. physically, they're not the same age. That they weren't, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I've chosen you. So it's it, two thirty-year-olds trapped in, you know, juvenile teenage bodies. Juvenile hormonic teenage bodies. So yeah, I, I, I was kind of, I, I was just, uh, just kind of skeeved. That was all. So, um, but uh, you now you explain it that way. It's not so skeevy, but yeah, it's still is skeevy. Um, so. Um, yeah, so we, we basically get to the, uh, the, the the end of this fight, the end of this episode. We have all the players in place. We know where the Global Guardians are. We know where Cecil's position is. We know where Mark and Nolan are. They're, fighting, they're still fighting, fighting this Kaiju. So, and if you notice, Mark doesn't kill the Kaiju. He just disables he, it yeah. and knocks it out. It, which is his thing. He doesn't kill so, it. Well, he's he, he's not his father. His father is basically the bloodthirsty one, not him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's the, where the where Nolan's up to something, and it ain't going to be good. And he's going to want Mark to go along with it, and I don't think Mark is going to. I think Mark I think is going to be like whatever it is. Mark is going to be like, no, that's no. fucked up. And I and I think the season finale, we're going to see them fight. And I and yep. I, I'm going to go on record and say here, I don't think Mark's going to win. He, I, he's not as powerful as his dad yet. He hasn't got True, his, he hasn't got his got full got mastery of his powers. Side, so. Yeah. He hasn't got his full mastery of his powers like his dad has, right? So, and we've seen a couple of times from when Nolan's training Mark that he almost loses it a couple of times and has to stop himself at the last minute. So we're going to see at some point during the fight, Nolan's probably going to be, be, be holding back, but then he's going to have a, 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 an explosive frustration moment and he's probably going to half kill Mark or something. So I think that's going to happen. Or, this or I- we might get a fight between Nolan and um, Mark and the Guardians come in and work as a oh, that's team. Definitely gonna we happen. saw what happened when they work as a team. Yeah. And maybe between Mark and Adamese and the Guardians, they take him down. We'll see. We'll see. We, I don't know what's going to Honestly, I don't know. And I, I like not knowing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this is, well, it's, been, it's been six episodes. 
six. I oh wait, six. and we still haven't. Did that astronaut Sorry. come back with the um sucky face thing? Yeah, but they basically they've kind of left that they've kind of left that out there for now, so we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that, so that's why I'm wondering if that's going to play into somehow this last episode if we're going to revisit that. Maybe it might. Maybe it might. We don't know. Hmm. Um. Oh no! I just looked, looked at my connection speed, and I got like one red bar. So that's probably not good. Um. Well, we're but, about yeah, to wrap you, up. We're about to wrap up. By the way, just so you know, in my feed, you're frozen like this. Yeah, you're frozen over here too. Okay, so basically we're both moving around. This is going to make for a great posting on our, on our YouTube platform. We're hoping the conversation yeah, we just stop moving. we're going to have to do something about this internet speed. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're moving again. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to boost our get a power boost in here because both oh. of us streaming at the same time. We probably have to kill the TV behind you. That might, that might help. Um, but, yeah, so... I think this Invincible, Invincible show has been really good. Um, mm -hmm. The title card is covered in blood now. Oh so. my god! Like I'm waiting for next week just to, just just blood. Just blood. Just completely completely red. No no invincible words. Just blood. Yeah, I, I think you could Cut be right. Blood. But I, it, it's been a, a good a good show. Um, I'm really and, enjoying it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's def they've definitely built up the unease every time we've, we've seen Omni Man slash, slash Nolan. Um, oh my god! When he when he rips through him, um, the immortal, I lit like my jaw dropped. I was I was like, <laughs> yeah, he literally rips him in half. But we do know that basically, if you stitch the immortal back together again, he comes back to life. So mm -hmm. maybe we will see see something happen there. But maybe, um, but <laughs> maybe maybe we will. But I think we, I think the season finale is going to be very interesting for this. Um, I'm I'm fully expecting it, it to be kind of, kind of a dark finale where basically all the heroes are on a, on, a, on a real back back foot back foot here. Uh, but we'll see what happens. So oh yeah, they're de they're definitely um, it's definitely going to be a, a dark finale. Yeah, I think so too. So. But no, I, I think I mean the problem is though we've got we've got another superhero show going away. So throughout the entire year of May, I'm gonna nothing but I'm gonna have nothing but Star Wars to Star talk Wars. about. I'm oh, sure we're gonna, I'm sure there were there's gonna be plenty of stuff besides Star Wars for us to talk about. I'm sure there is. I mean what do you want me to our shows would be an hour and a half long now, so <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna be a little longer. Maybe a little longer. But yeah, so um, that's pretty much it. I mean, we can talk. Do you want to talk about Ed Breaker for a second? Um, we can touch on that quickly if you want. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll do a very quick run through there. Uh, Ed Brubaker um, is claimed is claimed to fame is basically he basically wrote the Captain uh, a, a very successful run on Captain America's stories, and he actually invented the character of the Winter Soldier. Uh, well, not invented it, kind of basically made sure it was it was Bucky to a degree. I made the Winter Soldier around Bucky in this really horrible, like dark version of Steve. That basically yeah, he gave Bucky he gave Bucky a new backstory. Basically, he gave Bucky a, a new a new backstory. It's a little bit more realistic, and the idea about Bucky, Cap and Bucky together. Was he? Made, but Captain was supposed to be this be the symbol, and whilst he was doing all this heroic stuff, Bucky was going to be in the background doing like all this sabotagey type stuff. So, um, and that's why basically these two characters, these two characters were together all the time. Um, I I'll do. Our connection, our connection is really screwed up here tonight. Um, we're gonna look into that this week. 
We'll look. We'll look into that. So, but uh, so Ed, Ed's run on Captain America is very much a lot of the stuff that you're seeing in the Captain in the Captain America t- sh- sh- movies, and maybe a little bit of the Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. They've took stuff from Ed Brubaker's writing. So, if you ever get a chance to read his read his run, which I recommend fully recommend you do, you will absolutely fall in love with Captain America again. In fact, reading his stuff made me fall in love with the, with the character again. I remembered who and what Cap really is and all about. It's really good stuff. So he worked as a writer for, for the for the Captain America comic books and went to the Winter Soldier. And he basically worked on, the, on a contract that's got to work for higher contracts. Basically, his means he doesn't he's compensated for his work, but he doesn't own anything. So he basically will not get, will not get any future compensation for his um, for any of his creations. So the Winter Soldier been wildly popular. Uh, I mean, I mean, basically, I still rate it as probably the best Marvel movie, The Winter Soldier. Um, he received. He didn't receive a single dime for that, not not a penny. He got basically got like you know uh, some um, you know perks, like basically getting to see the, see the movie before everybody else and that sort of thing. And but he, he didn't got get a any, cameo any, in it. He got a cameo in it. It was one of the Russian scientists, um, uh, but he didn't get any any real money money from this, apart from like a, an insulting check, which he says he didn't cash. Um, not that he's hurting. I don't think Blue Break is actually poor at all, um, but. Um, and his main argument is Disney being such a huge company, they could have thrown a bit more of a bigger bone at him for basically using his characters and basically helping fuel the success of Cap and that sort of thing. But yeah. one of the, yeah, which I, I actually don't have a problem with. I think that's a very valid argument. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm going to have to pay Devil's Advocate and jump on the other side for one second and basically say he did sign a work for hire contract. And I basically, work for hire contracts are very, very forward in saying you don't own anything. Your compensation you're getting now means the only money you're going to get for this, and you will get no further compensation for anything we're going to do with your work or your visual images going forward. Now, I use on my books, here's two of them here. Uh, my artist is Veronica Smith, fantastic artist, love her to death, absolutely amazing. Yes, she she's is. On a, she's 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 on a work for hire contract. So, I, at this moment in time, it works out for me. I put this bit across to the books so we can see it. This is actually one of her covers. Beautiful hair. Here's one of the colors from the other box here. But she's on a work for hire contract because a I can't afford to co- compensate her more with royalties or anything like that because I've not made a dime out of my books. Um, but um, so it's, 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 it's a very common thing in this industry. Now, I am. I do know. Before you sign and know what you're signing. Know what you're signing. Read it before you sign. But I will say this now publicly so everybody knows. If my books really blow into a really big thing, I will be compensating my artists and my other contributors to those books a little bit more than basically what I can currently do. Uh, so even though basically my con- contracts say I don't have to pay them a dime, they will get some more money if it comes a big thing, which I think is only a fair thing because to be fair, and to be really fair to Ronnie here, I wish I could show you this stuff here. I don't know if I can. Her art really makes this book. Yes, it does. She, so, and, her, and, her, and I know also you you, you kick my ass if I didn't. <laughs> but I also know you you would kick my ass if I didn't give any any, any compensation if we basically managed to basically build something bigger out of this. Um, I would kick your ass. You kick my ass. She, did, she she definitely if it if it became something like that takes all uh, you know her panels that she draws they take you know time and. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she I, I, you be know, I, for that. 
Well, she's compensated already. Basically, I do pay. pay and well, I don't mean that contract. way, but I mean like you know, if it makes blaze <laughs> something it, bigger, you know, because her artwork helped, you know, make that book bigger. I, I agree. I agree totally. So if that was in the future, I wouldn't be probably compensated anymore. But work for higher contracts, everybody. And if you ever ever get into the comic book industry, are very very common. And frankly. You're not going to get into the, into the into the big two without having to sign one at one at one point. This to write in a book. But mm-hmm. it is, folks. I mean, Ed Brubaker's story sucks, but the, the comic book industry is it littered does. with and, stories and, like and, that. And and I get the the work for hire and the contract thing, but I, but also you know there's like just you know. I know this is not hurting for money. Tons I know. of money. I mean, come on. Don't <laughs> yeah, be dicks. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah, a little extra, yeah. you know. Yeah, but what's the extra? I mean, what what what's the dollar sign? I mean, what, I, I I don't know. So, I think the cast is not the football behind you. Then. Yep. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know what the extra would be. What 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 is Ed looking for? I don't know. Uh, I don't residual. Know. Uh, is he looking for an additional piece of compensation? Who knows. So, um, and that's basically Ed Brubaker's story. I mean, I feel for him, and I love his work. And honestly, if you get a chance, pick it up. It's great. Check out his noir detective stories. They're absolutely amazing. They really are. Well worth looking at. I think he's, he basically works as a screenwriter now as well, and he does a lot of books through Image. That basically are really fantastic. So, And he's got some earlier work called Gotham Central, which is basically about Gotham, Gotham PD, um, and that's really good too. I think they basically morphed it into the Batman show. The uh, mm-hmm. Fox Batman show, um, mm-hmm. and basically didn't call it something different, so they wouldn't have to pay him any money. But um, so we've seen he does some really fantastic work, and you've probably read or seen something that's been inspired by him on 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 the screen screen or in a book somewhere. So all props to Boo Breaker. I think he's a great guy. I hope he does see some additional conversations sometime in the future. But work for higher contracts, everybody. Exactly. Yeah, what because they are. without him, we wouldn't have the Winter Soldier. We wouldn't have. No, we wouldn't have the Winter Soldier. And he, the, he, the, he, you he, know, character we have now, and yeah. that and we he did enjoy and of, love. Um, he did an interview of Kevin Smith, which I think is worth worth checking out if you're interested in hearing more more of his side. And it's really good. It's really good. In, really good interview. Uh, I've got so, it. I've got it in my queue. I haven't watched it yet, but I've got it in my queue. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, then see it. I I do fully recommend it. Uh, it's actually. Probably the best part of that show because most of the, some of his shows kind of some of Kevin's shows kind of Miranda a little bit, but the um, the interview he has with uh, Brubaker is really good, and Brubaker is a really good storyteller. Which to be fair, he's a, he's a good writer, so it's not too much of a surprise. He's Mark and Mark Bernard type level, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Mark and Bernard and Ed Brubaker lock them in, lock them in a the room together, and they interview. They basically talked about their, their craft and their industry. You, you get a really fascinating couple of hours. Oh, I think um, so but, too. I, I love Mark Bernard, and he's he's brilliant. And some of the um, stories that he lines that he comes up with for the m- movies that have already been made, and that you know they should have done. It's like, it's like you how know, dare you make it better? Why doesn't somebody grab this man? Well, he is apparently he's got he's got some interesting projects coming up. She keeps saying there's something big coming. I, he, I know. I, I heard. So I'm what happy is coming? For him. I think that's great. I he, think yeah, I think it's great too. He is up. He's exactly, got some he's great ideas. Grab him up and lock and lock him down, man, because he's really mm-hmm. good at what he does. Um, so, 
So that's that, that's the view breaker thing I want to talk about a, a little bit. Um, but I'll tell you now, if you want to get into the comic book industry, and if you do end up working for any of the big two, which is basically Marvel or DC, you will be signing a work for hire contract until you get some some modicum of success. Then basically, you might get into like exclusive or, or negotiated contracts where you basically get more money or basically compensated in a different way for your work. So. There we go. I just want to talk about it quickly because you know that's what I, I use. It use was, those for it was something important that we to touch on, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I use those for Oldwood Studios, so you know it, it's a common thing throughout the industry. Uh, you know, nobody's getting ripped off. It's just the way, this is the way basically this industry works. Um, but like I said, going forward, or well, not going forward, I already knew that if the, if my stuff could have kicks off, and please visit oldwoodstudios.com to basically look at my work. Um, you will basically, uh, I will be increasing the compensation or compensation after the fact for, for basically a creative like Ronnie. She is a very rare talent and I wish her yeah, she is very much talented. success. Much success. I hope that basically, you know, she steps into something bigger and I know one day I'm going to lose her. <laughs> That's my artist. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see her grab that as well. Oh God, yes, yes. You know, get, get you know, really she's, she is superbly talented. And I think you know you've heard Veronica Smith's name here first. It's not the last time you're going to hear it. She's she's going to be she's going to be amazing. And I do know, I do know that I'm probably going to lose her as an artist after I finish finish doing this book with her. I do. I honestly feel I am. And she's going to get somebody's going to throw like, like a crap ton of money out of her for her page, and she's going to mm-hmm. go. I'm not going to be working for you anymore. I'm doing this shit. So, <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with that. I wish her every success. So that's all I have for this week. Do you have anything else? And well, and that's all for this week, Nerlings. Good night, that's G. It. If you enjoy our nerdy ramblings, then please be a peach. Please be a peach. And like and subscribe. You can find the Nick and Jean show wherever you digest your podcast. Um, be sure to leave us a kind review, please. please, um, please. We're on YouTube, Twitch. <laughs> um stereo app we're on all the uh anywhere you can get your podcast spotify um on the search for the search for the nick and gene show you'll find us at all your podcast we are everywhere we're everywhere everywhere so you all been entertained so, and this has been an alt world studios production you all take care now you'll be good bye 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 Don't forget to end the stream, G.